who are we canceling today? You know what? I want to cancel the Muppets. The Muppets. Yes, the Muppets. Have you seen this show? It's disgusting. There is a blue bird on that goddamn show, and he dresses up like a girl in this episode, so we can't be exposing our children to the trans agenda. Okay, um, we're, we're, we're gonna unpack that a little bit. I kinda leaned in. <laughs> I don't even know if he's a bird. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Olive Rash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a look at all of the panic around cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shit posting. So, Caitlin, what's something that you have been doing for yourself to take care of yourself? <laughs> Playing lots of City Skylines. I don't know that game. What is it? Um, it's like, uh, do you remember SimCity from back in the day? It's yeah. like a modern version of SimCity basically on steroids. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can I can flex with that. Yeah, so I've been building the city for the last couple of months. It's pretty good. But other than that, not much. I mean, I'm, I never left lockdown. So, um, you know, just been surviving. Um, my, my big indulgence this week was getting my hair dyed. Yes, it's very teal. It matches your shirt today. You might even call it daddy teal. Daddy teal? Are we going with daddy teal? <laughs> it's it's like a very similar color to our uh, podcast background, which is oh, not that's true. That's not. Um, it's one of my favorite colors, which is one of the reasons that I think daddy <laughs> teal ended up as our podcast background because I just love this color. Amazing. <laughs> so let's get into a little shameless promo. Um, we love always it's always good to start on a high <laughs> I have a feeling we're gonna have some lows today I you know cancel me daddy is always a mixed bag we make some jokes but some of the stuff that we're covering is you know we try we try to get the good vibes in with the bad vibes but generally people don't come to us for good news <laughs> no um but we love hearing what y'all have to say about our show it's one of the great joys of making this podcast um caitlin do you want to read the review we got from what's up 216 so they said i've been recommending this pod to anyone who will listen Really hope that others will consider joining me in stimulating the Patreon. Let this queer podcast run free. It's what we deserve and need. I love it. That's high praise. That's such high praise. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What's up? 216. I'm so sorry. I'm really obnoxious today. Um, One of the reasons why we share these is because reviews and quote tweets and whatnot they really help us grow the show and you know we're really happy with you know we started this six months ago now i think we're almost at our six month by the time this comes out it'll be our six month anniversary Woo! and i am blown away by how quickly we've built a base for this show um and it's easily Recording our two or so episodes a month is easily the highlight of 
of the whole month, especially with everything that's going on in the in the world. Yeah, I really enjoy I really enjoy recording our show and talking to you all the time. It just makes me really happy, even though we're it's nice to have someone to um, process all the bullshit with. Yes. <laughs> it's always nice to have somebody to scream into the void with. Um, and with that, we are going to do some Into the Void screaming. The first thing that we're going to cover today is the nonsense going on with conservatives losing their shit over the Muppets having a trans-inclusive segment. Um, did you... Did you watch the Muppets the the episode um I did not see the whole episode but I saw the sort of clip that everybody was sharing on Twitter and it was really sweet like it was really sweetly done um do you want to talk about like sort of the context behind it yeah so I watched it and my heart just melted so basically, Gonzo wants to wear a dress to the ball <laughs> and is like, oh, well, um, I was told that because I'm a boy, I can't wear a dress, blah, blah, blah. And he's talking to Rizzo, the rat in The mm -hmm. Muppets, and the rat turns into a very godfather. So it's not only Gonzo who's got some gender stuff going on, oh, wow. but like Rizzo is like this like fairy all of a sudden and like <laughs> dressed up real cute. Um, and so Rizzo turns Gonzo into a beautiful princess, Gonzarella. Uh -huh. Gonzarella um, goes to the ball and no one knows who she is. Mm -hmm. um, and she has a great time and it's lovely. And there's also this like, they're like trying to follow all like the rules at the ball that's really boring. And Gonzarella is like, no, let's have a good time. And so it's not only about like, wearing whatever you want but it's mm -hmm. about like what like how can you like have the most fun and like have a good time and be embodied like in a lot of ways yeah and then afterwards gonzarella tells everyone that oh no it was actually gonzo gonzarella at the ball and then everyone's like oh we're sorry that we said that like you shouldn't wear a dress you were beautiful blah 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 and it's just really heartwarming Aww, yeah it's just so good uh, I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know what name to use either. Yeah, I don't know, like, pronouns or anything. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was using she pronouns when I was okay. talking about Gonzarella, but it's unclear what Gonzo, yeah. Gonzarella's gender identity is. Okay. I'm just going to use they, them for Gonzo. That sounds like a great plan. We're we're going to yeah. just, we're just going to they, them, Gonzo and Gonzarella. There we go. Okay, so, this yeah, the scene that I saw was when... Gonzo told the rest of them that they were Gonzarella and had the sort of big reveal. And I thought it was adorable, honestly. It was a really inclusive message, um, consistent with Gonzo's character through the years, by the way. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time Gonzo has worn a dress on the Muppets. Not at all. Uh, I mean, so Gonzo is canonically non-binary, basically. Yeah. I didn't know that. There's actually a cartoon, uh, like a drawn cartoon of Gonzo walking past a men's room and a women's room and walking into a restroom that just said whatever on the front. So like, mm. like this is consistent with the character. This is not like breaking 
um, like tradition or or whatever to like force any sort of message. However, uh, conservatives they're losing their mind over this because they feel like it's trying to push a quote trans agenda on children through a children's show. I mean. I watched it and all that it was saying is you should be able to wear whatever the fuck you want and makes you feel good. Right. But you have to understand <laughs> that there's a lot of people who don't believe that that should be the case. Right. And that people should dress according to what their genitalia is and even kids. And quite frankly, adults have no business thinking about the genitalia of children. Also, I don't think Gonzo has genitalia. None of the Muppets do. They're, they're puppets. They're literally fucking puppets. Okay? They're puppets. Like, the thing that caught my attention was conservative personality, I'm going to call her. Candace Owens had a whole, like, tweet thing about this. Candace Owens tweeted, I can't believe I'm tweeting this, but they're pushing the trans agenda on children via Muppet Babies. This is sick and perverted. Everyone should be disturbed by predatory cartoons meant to usher children into gender dysphoria. Bring back manly puppets, anyone? What? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, and actually, as I'm reading Twitter, one of the replies says, if you're looking for a manly puppet, you should check out Ben Shapiro. And that just makes me laugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I had to note that because... <laughs> It's funny. It's quite funny. Yeah. And like, I saw a lot of the replies on that tweet and to some of the other criticism of it is like actually showing old snapshots of like old frames from Muppet shows with Gonzo wearing a dress Mm -hmm. and other Muppets, you know, wearing clothes that don't conform to like their assigned gender or whatever. And this is just part of the Muppets. And even if it's not like the whole episode was about how we don't have to like conform to tradition. That's what that episode was. So like after watching it, because I saw all of the controversy before I watched it. And then after I watched it, I was like, this is so just like wholesome. This is just so good and wholesome and something that is really important to teach kids and show them. There's a larger point here too. And that's that this belief that um, kids become trans because of culture or uh, like exposure to like trans ideas is just not accurate. Nobody watches the Muppets and decides, oh, my God, I'm going to transition. And when I'm an adult, I'm going to get surgery. Like, that's not how it works. But there are kids who will see themselves in in Gonzo. And that's not a bad thing. <laughs> like, if you come from the standpoint of trans people are bad to begin with, you're going to see it as a bad thing. But if you just look at it like a normal person would you would realize that there are kids that are going to see themselves in Gonzo. There's going to be kids who don't see themselves in Gonzo, but might see a friend, you know, Um, like these are trans people exist. Uh, Kids like should know that trans people exist. When I was growing up, I kind of knew that trans people existed because there were shows like Jerry Springer, but would you rather have your kids learning about trans people from Jerry Springer from the Muppets? I know what I would vote. I mean, I have kids and they obviously know trans people through me, but like, 
if they saw that show and one of my kids is in the age range for that, you know, it's a nice inclusive message that, you know, I would hope would get through to them. But there doesn't need to be a panic about everything. No, and I think, you know, if you look at historically in the way that, you know, uh, trans feminine people have been represented in media and in cartoons and stuff. It's like making a joke about quote unquote, a man in a dress, right. Which is really offensive. And it's teaching kids that this is a funny thing that we should laugh at, which is really harmful and perpetuates trans misogyny. And I think that it's awesome. We're showing positive representation of trans people, trans feminine people, and also showing positive reactions from their friends and the people who they care about as opposed to like making fun of them. And that I think yeah. that that like, it's not that there's someone who's trans feminine and it just existing. It's that yeah. like, instead of laughing at this person, they're showing like an inclusive, positive representation. Um, and that's, that's the thing that's disgusting is that yeah. the conservatives are upset about that. That's what's disgusting. Yeah, and, and just going back to the representation point, like, um, and again, I'm going to reference myself because I do have a personal perspective on this. You know, ever since The Crying Game came out in 1992, I was 10 at the time. You know, popular culture uh, very frequently featured um, cis people vomiting at the idea of a trans woman or, or a, quote, man in a dress. Um and that really didn't start changing until a couple of years ago, where we started to get away from that. But but not totally. I mean, you still had How I Met Your Mother mocking trans women multiple times. You had other shows. Um, and I think I've plugged this before, but if you want to know more about this, I highly recommend the um, Netflix documentary Disclosure, uh, where they get into all of this. Um, but again, would you rather have people vomiting at trans people, the thought of trans people, or would you rather have like ex an acceptance message delivered through the Muppets? Um, conservatives here have clearly picked a side and it's not the one of compassion. No. <laughs> Very much an indoctrination type of decision where they, you know, they want kids to feel a certain way about trans people and, and there's no other option for them. The other point that I wanted to make out of this is for all of the talk about quote unquote cancel culture run amok, this is another clear cut example of how conservatives themselves cancel things, right? Mm -hmm. They cancel things all the time. <laughs> there, there is literally like they they complain about everything. The fucking beans from the last election. They complain about Mr. Potato Head, which I think we talked about in like our first or second episode. Okay? Like, they complain about these things that the left is supposedly doing. But they want to cancel the Muppets! <laughs> they want to cancel the Muppets! They are so full of shit. I'm sorry. They are full of shit. It's just the hypocritical... Outrage industrial complex. Maybe people are allowed to be upset about things occasionally and say that they're bad. Maybe that is the way to go. Like, you know, everybody does have a right to opinion and they're allowed to say it. And that's that. Cancel culture in this regard, it, like, this is not what cancel culture is. Like, okay, 
I watched the Muppets growing up. If mm-hmm. conservatives cancel Muppets, they're ruining my childhood. How's that? Huh? How do you like having that on you? Like, the shoe's on the other foot now. Like, come on. You're fired up today. I am. <laughs> I'm feeling great. You know, I feel like I'm finally emerging from the pan- like the pandemic doldrums here. We love to see Caitlin embodied and having none of it. Hey, cancelers. Today, we want to recommend a podcast to you that's called Our Opinions Are Correct. It's hosted by two really incredible people. They are Charlie Jane Anders and Annalie Newitz. Yeah, Charlie Jane Anders is one of my favorite people, by the way. And Our Opinions Are Correct gets into different topics around science fiction, science, you know, everything in between. And they put together, you know, a really good show every other week. Yeah, and the show covers everything from how to write a good fight scene to the death of the universe. So Charlie Jane Anders actually was really supportive of my very early writing career, and I'm so thankful. But she's also an award-winning author of several science fiction novels. And she just had a recent one come out called Victory is Greater Than Death. It's so good. It's so good. You should you should listen to the podcast and, and get her book. And also, uh, Annalie Newitz is an incredible award-winning science journalist who writes for the New York Times and The Atlantic and always has such smart thoughts to share with the world. Their show is a really enjoyable listen, and I always come away with like a new understanding and a deeper insight into the topics they cover. Definitely worth your time. So you can subscribe to Our Opinions Are Correct on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen right now. So, Caitlin, I was disappointed to see that Louis C.K. is going on a national comedy tour. Yeah, here we go. You know, for someone who is uh, lifted up as the example uh, often of cancel culture being a real thing, it doesn't seem like he's actually been canceled. No, I mean, he's been doing you know, local comedy shows. And now apparently he's going on a national tour. Like where, where are the consequences here? (laughs) We were told that this guy's life was destroyed, but apparently not. No, he's still making a living off comedy, which (laughs) is a difficult thing to do. And only so many people get to do that. And apparently Louis CK gets to, to make his living off of telling offensive jokes. But Oliver, I don't understand. Wasn't he canceled? Why does he still exist? I thought he ceased to exist from the universe once somebody's canceled. Mm, apparently not. I just curious. Uh, I'm I'm just so frustrated with him. And like when everything came out, it wasn't surprising. Just like where my perspective is coming from, and I've actually consumed way more of Louis C.K.'s content that I than I would like to admit. Um, I dated a couple guys who just like really liked him. I've actually been to one of his shows, unfortunately. Oh, God. Um, yeah, not wow. proud of it. Um, and like his his show that came out before all of this, like the upshot of it is like, I'm a dirt bad guy and I, I'm trying to be a nice guy, but I'm actually a dirt bag. Ha ha. Isn't this funny? It's like 
the way that it's set up and the way the jokes are set up, it's yeah. like excusing how shitty he is because mm-hmm. he's like trying to be a good guy. Like that's what the whole show is. Like this isn't this isn't a big surprise. And I just find that like I don't know. So when I went to see his live show with an ex, um, he he made a trans joke that was like not the totally worst trans joke, but was still really transphobic. You know, you know how like people who are like, oh, I'm being woke, but like I'm still making a joke about trans people and like being shitty is kind of like that. And I like made a comment about it to the person I was dating at the time. And like someone in the elevator, like jumped down my throat about it. Like that I didn't even know and was like, chill out, it's comedy. And I just feel like all of this bullshit was always a piece of his comedy. It just Mm -hmm. was like, he was trying to like be the nice guy about it and make it acceptable and be like, I'm just struggling with these demons. And it's like, no, you're excusing your demons and Mm -hmm. you need to stop. Um, So I just, I just have a lot of feelings about it and I think he needs to go away and actually be canceled, but that's not the world that we live in, unfortunately. And when he came back, he like leaned even further into the dirtbag comedy. Like, um, when he came back in like 2018 in December and he started doing like local shows, those audio of the show leaked to media outlets and, you know, he was making fun of like non-binary kids and teenagers in his very first act. It's like mask off now, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody realizes he's a dirtbag. So he's just feel like I'm going to be a shithead now. <laughs> And enough of this act of like trying to appear like a good guy. But again, like all of the bluster about cancel culture, like ruining lives, like Louis C.K. is held up as like the prime example of this. How did his life actually change? Like, how did it materially change? Like he had some things canceled, but look, he's going on a national tour. Like that's a big deal for for comics. And that's a spot that somebody else could have had. Yeah. One of the things that I used to grapple with with cancel culture that I think is really a false idea is that, you know, I think that everyone, regardless of, of who they are, right, and what they've done, like should be able to survive under capitalism, um, should be able to have a job. And I think that one of the things that the cancel culture grifters um, really promote is this idea is like, oh, they're losing their job. They're not going to be able to make money, blah, blah, blah. And like the facts don't bear that out. And so I used to be a lot more wary about calling for people to resign or like, you know, whatever. Um, I think Louis C.K. was an example that I wasn't as wary about, but like, you know, I, I called out someone last summer who had a history of inappropriate behavior towards women and people he perceived as women. And one of the things that I really struggled with was, you know, this was someone who worked in media. Would he be able to get another job? While I while I thought that he needed to be called out and held accountable, I also, like, didn't want him to not be able to have work and to not be able to, you know, survive mm-hmm. and exist in our system. And, like, he had a job within a month. You know, that's not to say that everybody gets a job within a month and there aren't any, like, financial consequences or whatever, but, like, people are going to be fine, you know, like, because especially because there's such a culture of not taking this seriously and being like, oh, people are like, Mm -hmm. 
freaking out and oh these are just people who like are too upset about the way things are it, it, like there's so much backlash to people being held accountable that like people are gonna be fine and so on one hand that's kind of bleak right like he got a job in local media within a month like that yeah. makes me really angry but like also <laughs> we shouldn't be so freaked out about like holding people accountable around that because like they're gonna be fine so, Caitlin, are you ready for some out-of-context cancellations? Um, a listener has requested, and I wholeheartedly endorse, uh, that we cancel Activision Blizzard, the video game maker who has been absolutely wrecked with sexual harassment allegations. Some of it is so bad I don't even want to repeat it, but people... If you're interested, go look it up, but it's very heavy and it's very disgusting. Um, and the reason I feel so passionately about this is that my favorite video game for a very long time was Overwatch, and that was made by Blizzard. It's something that I've streamed before. I have merch. I mean, Oliver, you can see on my camera, there's literally two Overwatch things behind me on my walls. Like, I don't take this lightly. Um, I have barely touched the game since these allegations have come out because I'm so disgusted with it. Mm. Um, so I know this is supposed to be like a jokey segment, but I genuinely wish cancellation on Activision Blizzard. And that's no small thing. Like I've spent time watching their professional Overwatch League, which I realize makes me seem like a huge dork. I don't care what you think. <laughs> um, but they're losing sponsors, and I think that's a good thing. They need to feel pain on this. Amen. Yeah, fuck that. We also have been asked to cancel whoever we need to cancel to get Simone Biles relief. Seriously. Which, please, Jesus Christ, anyone who has been talking negatively about her and negatively about her not performing, y'all can go fuck yourselves. The cancel daddy is shutting you down. Yeah, and it's no joke, like... Uh, you know, she was complaining about that she got, um, I think they call it the spinnies. Mm -hmm. Your body can do the tricks that you're telling it to, but your mind is not processing the space that you're in, which is a very dangerous thing for an athlete who is doing flips and stuff. I've experienced this as a former athlete myself. Like I was a goalkeeper and every once in a while, your brain just forgets how to safely fall on the ground, which it's kind of funny, but there is a safe way to fall on the ground. <laughs> as a goalkeeper and sometimes your body just forgets and that's how injuries happen um in the case of gymnastics when you're doing flips and twists and whatnot like you could get paralyzed you could actually die people have died doing gymnastics it's not a joke like we found out that her aunt died like right at the start of the olympics like just leave her the hell alone please yeah she's a human and she doesn't exist for your entertainment even though she might entertain you sometimes that is not that is not her reason for existing and yeah. she should be allowed to take care of herself. Next, we're going to cancel my favorite rent. That, that would really help me out. If you want to help us cancel our rent, you can go help us on our Patreon page. <laughs> that was, um, that was a good shameless plug. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, none, none of us should have to pay rent. We should be able to survive in this world and have a roof over our heads without having to pay rent. That's just That should just be a human right. Um, see, someone wanted us to cancel talking in the public bathroom, and I think that's a great idea. We're all just in there to do our business and get the fuck out. And especially during a pandemic where it, like the public bathroom is an enclosed space that you shouldn't be spending extra time in. So yeah, just uh, generally uh, gonna, gonna veto any talking in the public bathroom. Um, next, we're going to cancel anyone who half-assed COVID precautions, um, i.e. not getting vaxxed, uh, who can get safely vaxxed. And yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Yeah, and who are just going willy-nilly, doing whatever the fuck they want, eating inside. Like, why? Why? Because they're selfish. Please stop. Oh my gosh, so many people aren't wearing masks inside right now. Yeah. I'll get on the subway and a bunch of people won't be wearing masks. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Like, I feel like just wearing a mask in a public enclosed space is like the lowest bar of COVID safety. And I just, I don't understand why people can't just do that. Um, the last one is a little spicy. A listener wanted us to cancel cis men having opinions or at least aggressively sharing them. Um, and I say this a little bit in jest because sometimes cis men have okay opinions that are okay to share, but generally the cancel daddy wants y'all to shut up. Is that fair? Completely fair. (laughs) I can name like three cis guys. Who don't fit this mold? <laughs> Please don't send us hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want us to cancel something on our show, you can become a Patreon and join our Discord server. It's only $5 per month. You can get other great perks. There's another membership tier that gets you early access to episodes. Um, and all of this helps us become a weekly show. We have a lofty goal to get to that point. We're not, I don't think, anywhere close to that uh, goal yet. We're like a sixth of the, we're almost a sixth of the way there. Almost a sixth of the way. We're on our way. So three more years from now at this pace. <laughs> you know, um, I, th- I think we're going to pick up this pace a little bit because we've got some, we've got some big plans for later this year. <laughs> what's that? What's that about? Who knows? If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can learn more and check out our other perks at patreon.com slash cancelmedaddy. We just have a quick announcement before we finish our episode. Wanted to let y'all know that we will both be traveling after working way too hard this summer. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Okay. Well, I I need a fucking vacation. <laughs> So we are not going to have an episode in two weeks, but we are going to have um, our next episode the following week. So we're not skipping an episode. We're just delaying it for one week to just. This gets us back in our original schedule anyway. So there we go. I'm all about it. (laughs) Um, So we appreciate y'all and we look forward to coming back. And, you know, after this break, things will calm down a little bit for me and we have some big plans. Yeah. Um, we think you're going to enjoy what we've got coming up. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ash Klein. 
and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns. Daniel Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially the members of our Cancelor Hall of Fame, with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg and Alice. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling! <laughs>